Hello, this is Dr. Patrick Porter. Welcome back to the BrainTap Business Podcast, where we're sharing with you tips, tricks, and techniques to improve yourself, improve your practice, improve the lives of those you touch with. And all of you have known over the years, I always talk about after you're done with your neural care, you need to engage in either yoga, Tai Chi, or dance. Some way you got to get your body moving and breathing. And we have an expert with us today, someone who has been out there moving and shaking out there in the world of wellness. She's an author of four books. We're going to get her to break those four books down so you understand why they're there. She's a a vast resource in the field of yoga. She put together Yoga Fit, which you're all going to get links to at the end of the presentation. We'll share those with you and you can go to the, the show notes, get those as well. I'm so excited. I was I was personally able to uh, witness uh, Beth Shaw, who I'm going to bring out in just a moment in Washington, D.C. I was so impressed with what she's done. She's someone who's living the life and doing what she's doing, and she's willing to share this with the world instead of being in a cave somewhere in India, practicing and meditating. So Beth, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit first, what got you into yoga? I mean, I mean, of all things here in America, you know, most people don't progress as much as you. They go for themselves. Maybe they have a little mini studio, but you've, you've taken this global. So tell us a little bit about it. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Porter. Thank you for having me. Uh, I have been doing yoga and guided meditation since childhood. Actually, at six years old, I taught myself how to do guided imagery and meditation because I suffered from horrible migraine headaches. And no one in my family was really that invested in what was going on with me. So I taught myself how to meditate the migraines away. Uh, from there, I was doing yoga as a child, although I didn't really know what it was. And then when I was in college, because I've been working out since age 15, I was at the gym after a workout stretching and it's like the sky parted and I got a message from the universe that I was going to be very successful in the health and wellness space. I moved from New York City to Los Angeles right after college and then I started a more formal practice with my first teacher who was 93 years old. From there I went to study all over the country, all over the world and one day when I was on a bike ride the name Yoga Fit came to me. I trademarked the name. At that point I had been doing some cable TV shows and some audiobooks and things and one of my students who was an investor saw the potential in the brand and and myself and he helped me raise angel funding and we've been operating as a school now since 1997 which in september will be 24 years uh operating as a school wow that's wonderful and i know that back then of course there they wasn't like it is today today we drive and we see a yoga studio on every corner so you're one of the one of the pioneers out there sharing this message with you what did you find when you're working with people uh in helping them with this yoga fit technique what do you think is the biggest reason people should do this practice what what, what does it do for them well, I mean, there are very few things that work the mind and the body simultaneously, and there's so many wonderful benefits of yoga, obviously the physical ones, moving the energy around the body and, you know, exercising, all the strength building and balance and flexibility that comes with a practice. But also, especially now when so many people have trauma, they have anxiety, they have depression, they have PTSD, a regular yoga practice, I think, should be mandatory for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when, when we're doing that, I know we just, we're still in the midst of it, right? So the people are still fearful. We're worrying about what's happening next. We know people that are getting, you know, and 
you know, whatever the symptoms are of this and whatever's happening to them, where there's a lot of fear out there. How does yoga release that? Because uh, I don't think people understand the body mind connection and how things are somatic or, or stored in the body. And as you do these things, how does that, do you have any ideas about how we release that and, and get people back to that mental state where they have that calm? Well, that's a very good point because we do store everything in our bodies. Any trauma that we have experienced uh, gets stored in our body. When we're in a state of fear, obviously our brain starts to work very differently. And, you know, we start to get tighter and tighter physically and we literally start to freeze from fear. So yoga keeps us supple, it keeps us flexible. It also allows us to watch the mind and watch the mental patterns and you know those neural pathways that become those deep grooves that are perhaps not the best for us. So it gives us kind of a pattern interrupt and an opportunity to witness both the body and the mind, see where we may be storing stress and trauma and tension. And then through the practice of yoga, and we also at Yoga Fit have some very specific practices through our Warriors program to release trauma from the body without even having to speak about it. But um, I think yoga, also because of the opportunity for us to connect to source consciousness makes us not so afraid to die um you know in yogic tradition uh, death is really liberation it's moksha and i think through a meditation practice that i've experienced and through yoga we, we don't become as fearful about dying and and really you know it's that fear of death that's been capitalized on right now that we're being brainwashed with like oh you're gonna die you're gonna die well the bottom news that the bottom line is really we're all going to die at some point and it's you know hopefully it happens easily uh and quickly i always say but you know if we can overcome something that's it's, it's 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 huge really but if we can start to overcome that fear of death then i think the rest of the fears become lessened and i again know through meditation and connecting with source consciousness that like osho says you have to die before you die and it's it's very beautiful to get to that state yeah, I love it. When I went over to Osho's ashram, or he doesn't call it ashram, it's a meditation resort. In but Pune. but we I've been yeah, in Pune. I've been there a couple of times. I love his his headstone. It says, I was never born, I never died. You know, that that's kind of uh, you know, the kind of the mystics kind of way of thinking in, in consciousness. But when we think about starting a practice, because a lot of people look at it and they think, oh no, I've got to be a guru or I've got to be, you know, into some other religion or anything like that. I mean, yoga fits come along here and said, Hey, I think everyone needs this practice. It doesn't matter what religion you have, what nationality you are, what your skin color is, this, all those things don't matter because it's about our physiology and it's about tapping in. Like you said, to source consciousness. I love this weekend. I was in Austin with, at a really good event called modern Nirvana. And the guy stood up and he said, he works for source, but he reports to spirit. And I thought, I said, Lynn, I'm going to steal that because that's so true. That. You know, and, and, and you kind of mentioned that earlier. So when somebody's out there, you know, they've just got had neuro care done, let's say they maybe they had a traumatic brain injury or maybe they've uh, maybe they're just in uh, decline because we know that this practice also engages the brain and keeps your brain fresh and your memories improve and all those things. What would you recommend as a first step for the neophyte, somebody who's never done this before? Um, well, uh, 
I'm going to say a few different things. One is that they should take one of our intro level yoga fit teacher trainings. And, you know, we do teach teachers and uh, healthcare professionals, but we also, all of our programs are very consumer friendly. So I always think that the best way for us to learn is by teaching. So you can take uh, a level one teacher training and you'll be teaching yourself the practice. And, and that way you get the safety foundations down, you get the correct transitions, you learn how to do the postures safely. And then from there, you really go at your own pace. Um, you know, if that's too daunting for people, they should try a bunch of different yoga studios or some online yoga and just really see what works for them. Don't give up if the first one doesn't work out because there's so many different styles and practices that you really have to find the one that works right for you. Right. So we're going to put those links into the body notes, but would they go to bethshaw.com or would they go to yogafit.com? Where would they go to learn more about this? They would go to yogafit.com. Okay. So they can find more about you though, right? At, at bethshaw.com. So yes. I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, you're out there, you're always out speaking, motivating people to get well through, through yoga and other methods. So when, when you're doing this practice, how soon, what should somebody expect? Like, let's say that they can't even get down and hardly bend over. Cause I mean, we're talking about a lot of brain tap users come through our doctors, our clinicians that are out there, the, the, the over 2000 clinics. So these are people that are trying to get well. I mean, I think for the younger people that are still flexible and, and luckily at this event I was just at, you would have loved it, Beth, because they were, there were hundreds of people there, probably about 300 people and 90% of them were under 30 years old. Oh, nice. I mean, that wasn't the case when I got involved with my dad, when I was, uh, you know, when I started this professionally in 80 in, in 85, 86, I mean, basically everyone in the let's say the metaphysical kind of consciousness movement they were all older you know they had already been through their midlife crisis they I was like the young kid they're like what's this young guy doing talking to me about this but I went through my midlife crisis at 12 so you know the other people waited a little longer so what do you what do you think they're going to feel because they some people go it's not working for me they don't realize that it's cumulative I, I've often heard it said especially by like Swami Rama, he says, even five minutes of breath work is going to alter your consciousness and going to help you on your journey. What do you, what is your thoughts about that? What should they be I doing? Mean, what should they expect? Well, what I would say, uh, especially for beginners is, you know, uh, like when I go to the gym, I'll spend 10 minutes doing some yoga for my low back, my hips, my hamstrings, uh, hip flexors at the end of my workout. And I think, you know, pretty much everybody can lie down on the floor and do some type of, of easy yoga. So I would say take it in small bits. It is definitely a cumulative experience. And even 20 minutes a day is going to change you dramatically. I remember when the in the early days of the pandemic, when we were all locked down and I was living in New York City at the time, I was teaching yoga about five days a week for 25 minutes at a time to members of WPO, YPO, and some other professional organizations. And I didn't have access to the gym at that time. I was just walking my dog doing a little EMS because I have two machines and, um, and doing yoga, but nothing made me feel better than those 25 minutes of yoga. And I mean, I was, I was ripped. I was in really good shape. So it, um, it, the more you do it, the better it gets. And people just need to be patient and also realize that the tighter you are, actually, I always like to say the tighter you are, the more opportunities you have for space and flexibility. 
So if you have time spots, that's really good news because then you have something to work on. Maybe we should talk a little bit about why it's important to be flexible. Like when I was in sports, I ran track in college and I and they actually showed us if when you stretch, how much faster you are. So we in sports, we could say we could see it. You know, there was a dramatic way. What is it? What is happening in the body? Because a lot of people don't understand the tighter they are. They're restricting blood flow and circulation. But what's your take on it and from a physiological kind of standpoint? Well, I'm going to. Uh, kind of also jump to the mind-body connection. And I think that the tighter we get physically, the tighter we get emotionally and mentally. Uh, our belief systems get more rigid and that happens to most people as they get older. So obviously it is a Chinese saying that says we should be like bamboo, uh, strong yet flexible. And the beautiful thing about yoga is that it infuses us with that flexibility so that as we get older, we don't have as many repetitive use injuries. Uh, there is more circulation, more blood flow, more cognitive function, which you know we're all concerned about. And uh, it just it infects all your internal organs. So it just puts everything in a very nice flow state. So everything's operating as it should. It, it's a natural healing mechanism that gives the body a chance to heal, but we have to engage in the practice for it to happen. Okay, so brain tappers out there, it's been said that the spine is the keyboard of the brain. So there is a real big connection here. In fact, if you look at the history of yoga, it was really to get the brain ready for meditation. But so we, but we need to keep our, we need to keep our spine flexible so that that energy flows. So everybody on the, from brain tap actually knows we talk about the nervous system and how it works and how it's so important to move and breathe and do these things. What have you seen? Maybe tell us a story of a couple of uh, students that you've had that were facing some challenges and they started doing yoga and they got their body mind connection going so that they could live the life that they of life by design instead of a life by default you know there, there's a big difference there well i'll just uh, take it back to when we opened up our first yoga fit studio in hermosa beach california and the first student who came in had a broken wrist at the time and severe scoliosis and i worked with her uh, a lot one-on-one -on -one, but she was able to uh, you know heal her arm and get full range of motion again. And also we were able to correct the scoliosis because um, we balanced out her body and she was a stylist for, a, I'm not gonna name the name, but a very a big celebrity stylist. So she had to do a lot of physical work, uh, obviously with her hands, her arms, her elbows, uh, but also, uh, you know, having scoliosis is not helpful when you're standing, you're bending, you're fitting, you're sewing, you're pinning and all of that. So that was a really beautiful thing to see. But, you know, we have trained hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. And people oftentimes at conferences come up to me and say, Yoga Fit has changed my life and they're crying. Uh, in fact, a friend of mine who I hope you get a chance to meet, she runs a biohacking studio in Tampa. And she's had a whole host of uh, physical issues, uh, car accidents and Crohn's disease and all of that. And she, you know, just said to me recently, like, I wouldn't be alive if if it wasn't for yoga fit so th those are the times that i really um, get a deeper sense of the work that we're doing we have 75 master trainers located all across north america and some around the world and they're all doing trainings almost every weekend we're doing most of our courses online right now but we're trying to get back to in person we're having a conference in dc in october live um you and i were at a live conference together mm -hmm. in DC yeah. a few months ago so I'm just, you know, uh, hoping that uh, we get back to, to in person soon because nothing takes the place of being in person. 
Right. For those for those listening, if you want to go to Tampa, we're going to be there in October. We have a big yes. we have a big conference down there, a super conference uh, with Master Circle. So get a hold of us. We'll be there. But I'd love to. You could introduce me to her. She could come over to the hotel or whatever, see what we're doing. We could see what she's doing. We'll be in Tampa then. We'll be in Florida would... four times. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I would love to come and teach some yoga meditation to your group as well. Sure, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, we should have had you here at our mastermind with at, at the uh, Music Hill Ranch in in Austin. It's awesome. We're gonna be doing a lot more, so we'll be in touch because we that was one thing we were missing. We didn't have any yoga, and we didn't usually we have somebody there either doing dance, yoga, or tai chi. So because I always talk about it, you know. And, but this was kind of a fast thing. We only had a couple of weeks to put it together, but we need this everywhere. I mean, in business right now, I mean, in, in the workplace, I think um, we need more movement, stretching, breathing. Uh, we just had a, a, my second publication go to PubMed about pranayama breathing that I did with uh, Bhopal University, the Ames uh, Bhopal, Dr. Varun, he's really big into uh, Kriya Yoga. So he, he wanted to see with our HRV, we did a study with him that was published by now by uh, PubMed that showed it actually balances the brain. It actually does something similar to brain tap, right? I mean, actually brain tap does something similar to yoga is what I told him when he, when he was writing it up. I said, because they've been doing yoga since, you know, recorded history um, and brain taps only been around for, you know, 30 years. So when you think about breathing, and moving and things what is a breathing technique that you found has been one that helps people with like mood lifting their mood or maybe dissipating some of the 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 fog the fear the the frustration that's happening right now is there some little technique you might be able to share with the listeners just so they can start somewhere today just by listening to you yeah, I mean, I have to say that, uh, and there are specific practices. I, I write a lot of articles and do a lot of podcasts on the difference between a practice for anxiety versus depression, because it's a very different yoga practice for each of those conditions and also different breathing exercises. Two favorites I'll give you. One is for people who are feeling depressed and that is the breath of fire. And that's where you bring your hands to your belly. You fill your belly with air, and this is nose breathing only. You exhale, you do that a couple of times to really you know, become mindful of your midsection. And then you pick up the pace. So it's a one, two, one, two, one, two breath. Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. You release the breath, and then you inhale. You hold the breath for as long as you can. You're gonna find a nice place of peace and calm in the breath suspension. And then you repeat that for two more cycles. Now that is, a, it's a breath of fire, so it heats the body. It stimulates um, things uh, in a good way. And then uh, a nice breath for people who are suffering from anxiety is to make your exhalations twice as long as your inhalations because that puts you into rest and digest instead of fight or flight. So again, exhalations twice as long as your inhale if you're having anxiety. And you know, um, I'm not immune to anxiety. I've suffered from a mood disorder my entire life, depression, really bad PMS. So I also find a lot of uh, positive affirmations are very helpful. You know, just something as simple as I am peaceful, I'm calm, I, re I am relaxed. Uh, and if we do enough positive affirmations, I believe we can start to change our subconscious, which is often the driver of everything. Um, so just really trying to stay in a positive mindset with positive self-talk. Right. 
So, Beth, we're talking with Beth Shaw, who's the inventor of Yoga Fit, uh, and you can get there by going to yogafit.com if you're wondering what we're talking about or you haven't been taking notes up to this point. Remember, all the links we're going to be talking about will be in the show notes. So, uh, But, Beth, you're also a prolific writer. Besides doing all these yoga classes, traveling the globe, teaching people about the benefits of yoga and breathing movement and just getting fit, um, tell me about these books because, you know, I, we, t- we treat our books like our children, I think, once we write them. But I know you might have your favorite or your latest one. But tell us about each book. What the, what was the motivation behind writing it? And what do you want the just, I know there's a lot more than you can share here today. But what do you think the core ingredients are, the takeaways from each of those books so that people understand they should go to? And where can we get them? Can we get them uh, from, from your website? Can we get them from Amazon? Where, where do we go? Yeah. You can go to Amazon, you know, everybody goes to Amazon. You can also go to yogafit.com. You can go to barnesandnoble.com. If you go into your bookstore, hopefully they'll have some of them there. I'm going to work backwards, uh, Patrick. My most recent book is called Healing Trauma with Yoga. Coincidentally, it came out two months before the pandemic. And it is a very user-friendly guide that uh, starts with the, the ACE test, the Adverse Childhood Experiences test. So you can take the test and see where you score. And then from there, we talk about how trauma affects the brain and the body, how yoga helps with that. Uh, we also get into sound healing, meditation, breathing exercises, Ayurveda, supplementation, eating clean for a good mood. And my favorite chapter 12 is living your best life. Uh, and I include a lot of biohacking uh, tips in that last chapter. The book is also really great because I share my story of childhood trauma and we have 12 other people sharing their success stories and how they've used different things like yoga, meditation, sound healing to help them heal from trauma or at least mitigate the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So again, that book is called Healing Trauma with Yoga and right now I think it's a must read for everyone. Uh, The book uh, that I wrote prior to that is called The Yoga Fit Athlete. So anyone who is athletically inclined, if they want to up their game with sports performance yoga, uh, guided imagery and meditation, that's the book for you, The Yoga Fit Athlete. The book before uh, that uh, I released in 2014, and I have to say it is my favorite book. It's called Yoga Lean, and it's all about how to create lean consciousness and a healthier body through mindfulness, what I like to call lean consciousness. And the book is based on Ayurveda. There are 35 gluten-free vegetarian recipes in the book. There's a chapter on space clearing, on breathing. We learn all about our Ayurvedic body type. And there's a lot of uh, other good things in the book, like. Yoga poses, obviously, for depression, for mood lifting, for anti-aging, for relaxation. Uh, And my first book was called Yoga Fit, published by Human Kinetics in 2001. We've sold over uh, 200,000 copies worldwide of that book. It's in its third edition right now. And that's just kind of the Yoga Fit Bible of yoga. And uh, we've updated it. So there's things in the chakras in the book, different meditation techniques, different breathing exercises, and of course, different sequences for different activities. Great. So that's great. So they can learn a lot more there than we're talking about here. We're just kind of hitting, we're just kind of flying over at 30,000 feet, giving people, hopefully triggering them to go check out yogafit.com and see how they can include this into their practice. When people start, uh, of course, a lot of people watching this will already have the brain tap, and we're we're talking about maybe getting some of those those meditations you have encoded so people can go there. But if, I still do practice without brain tap because I started meditating differently. I, and and when I went to India, I actually was speaking for a group called Heartfelt Meditation, 
and uh, they're a big group. They have millions of people, followers all over the world. We did some science with them, but I really, it's a very simple meditation. What do you think a simple meditation practice is for somebody who's, uh, we, we kind of call brain tap brain fitness. It's, it, some people consider it meditation, but there's difference, you know, we're not really trying to do meditation. We're mostly trying to get the brain to balance and, and heal. But tell us about a, a meditation practice that you found useful when you first started that, that somebody out there might say, wow, uh, that's really helped me. I can start here and start to get a little taste of it and then move on to, to more. What's a, what's a practice? We have something we call transformational meditation and it's like TM, but different. Uh, I do a lot of uh, corporate wellness webinars and we teach this technique a lot because uh, it's a mantra based meditation. And uh, unlike TM, you get to choose the mantra. It can be something meaningful to you or not. Some people might just want to repeat to themselves over and over, Om, 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 or Ramadasa, or Namaste, or, you know, whatever is an uplifting, illuminating uh, word or a few words for them. And then they say that out loud for about 10 minutes and then they bring it internal. So they're just repeating it to themselves over and over. I like this uh, technique because one, anyone can do it. Two, it gives the mind a mental focal point. So your mind is gonna wander, yeah, but your mind has less of an opportunity to wander when you're focused on repeating the mantra again and again and again and articulating it out loud for, for a good 10 minutes is a great way to kind of jumpstart and, and you're uh, expressing yourself to the universe and just setting your intention. So again, we call that transformational meditation. We have a one day course on that that we offer online for anyone. And then again, I, I do a lot of that working with uh, entrepreneurs and corporate executives. One thing people might not even be thinking about, and you bring this awareness to people, is that you can actually use yoga to lose weight, right? And when we have, when they say there's 90% of the population wants to do something about their weight, right? But they're not really doing, they're, they're not really changing much. But tell us a little bit about how yoga becomes a valuable tool for, um, for weight loss. Uh, well, obviously um, the physical benefits of, of moving, uh, help with weight loss but we all know as i state in my book yoga lean you can out eat any exercise program <laughs> so it's true um so what we we talk a lot about in yoga lean is this concept i came up with called lean consciousness and it's very similar to witness consciousness but the the, the premise is that you want to be so in touch with your physical body and I, I have reached the state, fortunately, that you can look at food and you know how that food's gonna make you feel and if you should eat it or not. Now, for example, chocolate cupcake looks amazing, but 20 minutes later, your insulin levels are going to rise, then you're gonna crash. If you're gluten-free like I am, it's gonna create brain fog and perhaps some gastrointestinal distress. So again, through lean consciousness, we really can check in with our bodies and say, what, what does my body need now? Not what do I want? Cause you know, we all want pizza and French fries and, and lots of red wine, uh, or maybe that's just me. But, um, but what does my body need? And from that point of tuning into your body, you'll know, do I need a fruit now? Do I need a vegetable? Do I need some protein? Do I need some, you know, healthy carbohydrates? How is this? I look at food all the time. And I'm like, how is that going to make me feel? And if I know it's not going to make me feel well due to past experiences, I'm just going to pass on it. 
much like someone might pass on a second cocktail. Yeah, no, that's great. What do you say to somebody who says, uh, Beth, because I've seen you, you're physically fit, you 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 walk the talk, you know, you're not somebody that, you know, it's, it's uh, unusual. Sometimes you see somebody up there presenting, you know, and they don't look like what they're broadcasting, right? They, they have this, um, you know, somebody in the fitness world should look fit, right? And, and so having yoga fit, but what would you say are the key ingredients? We know yoga is one of them for sure. So outside of that, how do we create optimum health in your mind? Because I know it's more than yoga that you do. You know, you're, you've already talked about eating healthy, thinking healthy, you know, the movement. What would you say to somebody who was very, you know, that, that basically opened up and said, you know what, I've been there, done that, but I don't understand what I need to do. What are the, what are the, what we might call in sports blocking and tackling? What do we need to do every day that um, would make a difference in our health? Besides well, I, yoga, we know yoga is one of them. That's number one. I so. think um, I try to, cause I, you know, I work a lot. Um, I'm involved in some, all different types of projects. I used to travel a lot for work. So my thing is to, uh, that I give myself a gift of an hour of movement every day. And that could be that I'm going to go to the gym and lift weights because I, I do believe that weight training, especially anyone over age 35 or 40, needs to lift weights. The heavier sometimes the better if you can handle it. Um, some cardiovascular exercise for sure, just walking, just moving. You know, we're so sedentary as, as a culture. And of course, now that, you know, we're in this pandemic and people are locked at home and the gym is not open and we're sitting in front of these Zooms, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day, it's really easy to get unhealthy. We've all heard of the COVID-15. So um, I just think any any type of movement is good movement, as long as it's safe movement. Okay, great. So in your, in your, where do you see this all going? I mean, if somebody would have told me when I was growing up that I was even going to know about yoga. I didn't even know. I grew up in Battle Creek, Michigan, where health food, the first health food store in America was there. So we knew about health food. I went to an iridologist when I was 12 years old. Oh, that's awesome. You know, things like that. So, but we didn't know about yoga. I mean, we thought that was something weird that people did with turbans and you, you know, you couldn't really do it. And I still think there's a group out there that they don't understand, or they think it's just another exercise fad that, that certain people are doing. But I mean, you're bringing it out and saying, no, this is a lifestyle change, right? It's not just, uh, it's not just about quote yoga. It's about how do you live your whole life? How do you strengthen your mind, body, your spiritual connection? So what are your, what are your secrets? If I was to uh, be there with you as a fly on the wall, watching Beth go through the day, do you have any rituals or anything you do consistently that you think, wow, when I'm doing these, I'm in the flow, or do you just kind of take life as it comes? Well, I'm very much of a take life as it comes person, but, and I also like to stay in a flow state whenever possible. Um, I meditate almost every day. I try to move, do some type of movement every day. I take a ton of supplements. Um, I try to listen to some, something uplifting every day that I'm educating myself. Um, you know, there's so much available on YouTube about neurobiology and hormones, and brain chemicals and neurotransmitters. So because I, I'm, obviously passionate about fitness and yoga and health. And I've been studying nutrition since I was in college and I was in a very bad car accident. And I got introduced to some chiropractors who were former basketball players and they taught me about food combining. And, you know, I, I mean, to me, there's so much that I still need to learn in all of uh, these arenas. But 
I think it's just uh, always wanting to be better in every way is, if you were next to me for a day, you'd hopefully get that. No, that's great. So so how can people learn more about Beth Shaw, YogaFit? We've, we've mentioned yogafit.com. We've mentioned uh, bethshaw.com. Is there any other ways that people can connect with you and find out what you're doing, follow you, find out you know where you're at in the world? If you're doing these yoga events, um, you know, how can people find out about them? Well, uh, my Instagram is Beth Shaw Mind Body. I'm also on Facebook. There's a couple of different pages of mine. Uh, we have the Yoga Fit Facebook group. We're always posting things there. We have a Yoga Lean Facebook group. We have Healing in 40, which is our Healing Trauma with Yoga Facebook groups. Uh, we have Yoga Fit Warriors uh, Facebook group for people who uh, have uh, PTSD or trauma. So yeah, there, you can find us uh, find us all on social media. That's great. Well, we'll make sure those are all in the show notes as well for those listening to this in their car and not able to write all those things down. But as we think about this call, we're just about ready to wrap it up. But what if I forgot to ask Beth Shaw that later you're going to go, man, I wish he would have gave me a chance to say this. Or what would you like to reinforce about what you've already said? I just I'm a huge fan of your product. I think it's a great compliment to yoga. Um, it'd be kind of cool to use it while one is practicing. So well, we can talk about that under separate cover because mm -hmm. uh, I think that would be very interesting. Um, but just, you know, make healthy choices um, and keep your third eye open. <laughs> That's great, great advice. So make healthy choices and, and keep that third eye open so yeah. that you can, you know, that I, I love it. We, I actually had a chance to meet with Deepak Chopra this last weekend too. And, and he was saying that, you know, Oh, he's about consciousness and about how things were and he's kind of not changed his story but he's made it more science sciencey which was kind of cool for me because because that's my side of it and you know anytime you can take these spiritual principles and make it into some kind of science fact people start to understand and learn it so you're you're there doing things that are changing lives at right at the grassroots levels you know not not just you're in the grass right now as yeah. we're talking, but the, in the process, you know, you're there. People should be doing this every day, like you said. We tell people your hour a day is spot on. We tell people you need to get up and move. If you're sitting at your desk, like Beth was saying, uh, even four hours, you should break that up into two hours. Get up and do at least five or ten minutes with the movement because sitting is the new smoking, right? They're saying it really that, is, yeah. Yeah. So we have this we have this physiology that is begging to be used. We, you know, these these bodies haven't really changed in 20, 200,000 years. We we used to move and breathe all day outside. Now we're sitting in our house looking at screens. So uh, get out there, check out Beth on her on her website. Check out her YouTube channels. We're gonna put all that in there because she's been there. She's done that. She's not just took a yoga training yesterday. She's traveled around the world, learned from some of the masters. When I met her, I was very impressed with her knowledge and, and how she shares her information. So I can't encourage you brain tappers any more than I can right now to go check those out. Go get that course and and start uh, start practicing. You know, if it's not for you, you'll know. But I know if you do it long enough, uh, you're going to get some result. And the, the biggest thing is that it might not be easy at first. If you're one of those people that don't, doesn't like to exercise, you know, there are some people that don't like to exercise because they sweat or whatever. Yoga can be done very gently you, and, and just get into it slowly and then ratchet it up. You do a little bit today, even five minutes is going to start the movement. So commit to doing five, 10 minutes a day, then move on to 15 and 20. And um, 
Beth, uh, I want to thank you for sharing with BrainTap Nation your knowledge, your presence, your light, and everything that you share with the world. And um, we're going to look forward to working more closely together at events because I would love to have you come out to some of our bigger events and lead the yoga classes and and just get people moving again and share this this incredible knowledge and wisdom that you've accumulated since the 90s. So I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Namaste. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. All right, BrainTap Nation, this, this wraps up another episode of the BrainTap Business Journal podcast. Love having you on the call. Please share this with anyone you know that is suffering from any kind of mood disorder, stress, anxiety. Beth has a solution for you and the solution is within you. We just have to unlock it, release it so it works through you instead of to you and you're gonna have wonderful lives. So please stay tuned to the next BrainTap Business Journal podcast. Until then, be well, be happy, and share the light with the world. Thank you.